The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels in 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. Sorry, Hunter Jr. You're listening to the Old Angels Podcast. This is another episode of the All Angels Podcast. I am Dan Garcia. And we have another special guest today to talk Texas Rangers baseball. Before we get to that, a quick a word from our sponsors, MyBookie. Again, Super Bowl is over. March Madness is coming up. And even after that, then you have regular full-on baseball season. And now's a good time to start an account with MyBookie because your initial deposit will be doubled. All you have to do is use promo code CHAIR. Again, your initial deposit will be doubled up to $1,000. All you have to do is use promo code CHAIR. That's mybookie.ag. Check it out. So many things are starting going on once March hits. Again, March Madness. You even, even before that, you got the conference tournaments, March Madness, and then full-on baseball starts. So, again, don't want to keep our guests waiting any longer. Um, it's Chris Halleck. He is from Inside the Rangers on SI. And he follows the Rangers and writes about the Rangers and even has his own podcast. So, Chris, how are you doing today? Uh, doing good. How are you? I'm doing really well. So, just real quick, talk about last season. Rangers went 78 and 84. But some of the bright spots were um, your pitching staff, Lance Lynn, uh, Mike Miner. But other than that, what were some of the um, reasons for the 78 and 84 record? Well, the Rangers started off really, really well uh, for the most part through April, May, and June. Uh, they were in playoff contention in June, or as late as June. And one of the big reasons, I think, was uh, the emergence of Joey Gallo uh, going from being a batting 200 and hitting 40 home runs kind of guy to being a more all-around player. Um, having to play center field more often uh, than uh, the Rangers would like him to, he still played um, pretty decent defense for being primarily a corner outfielder playing in center field. Uh, but also uh, really what he did with his approach to the plate, he was uh, much uh, much more smart at the plate. He wasn't chasing the high pitches that he used to chase. Uh, he was walking even more than he even walked before, even for being a 200 hitter. Uh, plus his batting average raised uh, 50, uh, nearly 50 points uh last year uh, just looking at the final numbers but even seven games before he had a season-ending injury he was batting in the 270s he just went into a bit of a slump and then unfortunately broke his hammock bone and then that was it for the rest of the year um, so that was a really br big spot even though it was only 70 games that was a really big one uh, a couple of other ones uh, obviously Danny Santana coming in on a minor league contract and ended up uh, hitting 28 home runs and batting 283 and uh, won the uh, uh, you know based off of the DFW chapter of the uh, Baseball Writers Association of America, 
uh, they voted uh, Santana as the Rangers player of the year in 2019 uh, and deservedly. So he was fantastic. He played uh, at every single position uh, outside of pitcher and catcher last year, multiple times. Uh, so he's a very versatile player uh, and he hit the ball extremely well. So that was a big bright spot as well. And uh, uh, near the end of the season, Willie Calhoun uh, really when especially when Gallo went down, Willie Calhoun, who they got in the trade uh, for uh, when they traded you Darvish to the Dodgers, uh, he was the uh, primary piece in that return package. And he started to look more and more like a major league player uh, you know, in the last three months of last season. So definitely some bright spots in 2019, obviously the injuries, uh, played a big role in why they dropped off after June. Um, but even so, with, with all those injuries – oh, and uh, another thing I don't want to forget, uh, Hunter Pence coming in on a minor league deal and turning into an all-star. That was another big reason uh, why the Rangers uh, did uh, as well as they did for – you know, because, I mean, they won 67 games the year before, so not many people had them winning nearly 80 games. But uh, they uh, were able to find some value in, in good areas, and Chris Woodward uh, did a – a pretty darn good job with his, uh, you know, being first-time uh, manager and uh, first year on the job. The Rangers, out of the teams in the AOS, have been probably the most active this offseason, whether it's um, bringing Robinson Trinos back, signing Todd, uh, Todd Frazier, or even trading for Corey Kluber. Um, how do you think some of those names are going to be able to fit into the Texas, uh, obviously, rotation and, and lineup for you guys? Well, the rotation is definitely uh, revamped completely. Uh, before they even went to the winter meetings, uh, John Daniels added both uh, Kyle Gibson from Minnesota and Jordan Lyles, who spent time with both Pittsburgh and Milwaukee uh, last year. And uh, <clears throat> Lyles fared much, much better in Milwaukee, even though he had a really good stretch in Pittsburgh uh, starting off the season and then ta- uh, tailed off pretty badly and then went to Milwaukee and, and found a stride again. And so those are two good, you know, decent arms to have at the back end of the rotation. And then when they missed out on the Anthony Rendon sweepstakes, uh, less than a week later, John Daniels turned around and, and uh, did a swap for Corey Kluber, which obviously uh, he had an injury real 2019 season. But if he's anything close to his previous form when he's healthy, uh, that's going to be a, a front of the. I mean, he's one. Of, he was one of the best pitchers in baseball before. So you add that to Mike Miner and Lance Lynn, and if they're able to replicate anything close to their 2019 form. Uh, that's a pretty, pretty, pretty stacked rotation. Definitely one of the better ones in the American league. Um, and yeah, adding Torinos definitely gives them offense. The Rangers were, uh, atrocious offensively behind the plate, uh, last season. They, they, the combination of Jeff Mathis and Jose Trevino and uh, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, it just didn't work, uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, so adding Torinos, uh, somebody who can catch over a hundred games, uh, somebody who can hit between 15 and 17 home runs uh, and uh, give you quality at bats. Uh, definitely a, a, an upgrade there. And then Todd Frazier, uh, some people look at him as kind of an equivalent to what the Rangers did when they brought in as Dribble Cabrera at third base. But um, I think he's a, a bit of a better player, uh, especially in this particular situation. Uh, he's a better fielder over there and uh, definitely has the potential to uh, hit some more home runs. And uh, last year he had a pretty decent batting average uh, based on his career numbers. So uh, they can get some good value uh, there. Uh, they didn't get the big names in free agency that they wanted. Obviously, we mentioned Rendon earlier, and obviously Angels fans know where he wound up. Um, but uh, they they didn't. Uh, they were interested in Josh Donaldson, but uh, weren't interested in a fourth year for him. So they you know pulled out of that sweepstakes. 
out of those sweepstakes whenever uh, they heard that a fourth year was pretty much required. And uh, obviously here recently they missed out on Nicholas Castellanos and uh, trading for Starling Marte. So they've definitely missed on some big names that they were aiming to to get. Uh, but overall, I, especially especially since they did miss out on all those big names, they've still done a pretty good job adding to the roster. I listened to your podcast earlier, um, the North Texas Nine podcast, and and you touched on it a little bit today about a possible um, looking in the trade market to fill that third base spot, whether it be a Chris Bryant or, or Arenado. Um, but what do you do? You think that's possible? Do you think maybe the asking price is a little bit too much for a Texas uh, system, or how do you feel about them getting help that way? Well, I'll just cross Chris Bryant off almost immediately. Uh, I think that there would be interest there for sure. Uh, it re- it would be really interesting to see Chris Bryant and Joey Gallo play together because of their history with each other going back to when they were when they were both younger. Um, but with it being only two years of control and that's it, uh, the Rangers just don't have the prospects to give away and still have a, a good farm system in order to have only two years of a player. Obviously, Arenado has the opt-out after two years, but you can always try to negotiate with him, whether it be as part of the trade package or after you acquire him. There's always the potential there uh, to have more than two years. Um when it comes to trading for Arenado, I think the Rangers have enough pieces because the Rockies have been pretty adamant that they also want major league talent. And the Rangers have a couple of attractive pieces, especially being younger players like a Willie Calhoun, uh, like a Nick Solak, uh, guys who you could put as part of your trade package. And then they have a couple of really interesting prospects uh, near the top of their system. Uh, Sam Huff, their catching prospect, who's number two on MLB Pipeline and uh, – uh, I believe he's also number two on uh, Baseball America as well. Uh, he's one of those rare uh, catchers that is good behind the plate with a strong arm and it can hit uh, can hit for power. So uh, he's a really intriguing prospect. So if they threw something around like a Willie Calhoun plus Sam Huff plus a couple of other of their top prospects, I think they could put a decent package together. Um, and also the Rangers have been willing, or from what's being reported, they are willing to take on the entirety of the Arenado contract, which is something that it doesn't sound like St. Louis or Atlanta, who are other suitors for him. It doesn't sound like anything they're interested in, in in terms of taking on a hundred percent of that money. Is it likely John Daniels himself has said it's not likely. Um, is it possible if Colorado really doesn't see the, you know, it, it being possible to repair that relationship, uh, but I think if it does happen, it's not going to happen before the season starts. I think if it does happen, it's going to depend on how Colorado does once the season starts. And if they are kind of in a tailspin and they're going to be further behind in the standings, I could definitely see Colorado you know, revisiting some of those uh, trade suitors for Arenado. So uh, the two big names at third base I don't see happening. I think if they're going to make a trade for an impact player, I think the most likely candidate – would be either an Ender Inciarte from Atlanta now that they've got Marcelo Zuna and that shifts uh, Ronald Acuna uh, over to center field. Uh, or you could uh, trade for uh, Trey Mancini and he would even be a good, you know, he, it would require a good haul to get him, you know, from Baltimore. Uh, but he could fill in right over at first base and he's a, he's a solid player. He's a good hitter and he could hit for power. Uh, that would be another really good addition if the Rangers were able to get him. But I think those guys are way more likely in a trade scenario than an Arenado or a Bryant. So as the roster stands right now, um, what would you say the Texas Rangers' biggest weakness is? Is it the offensive 
production or would you say something like along the lines of the bullpen? Because obviously the starting rotation seems to be the strength of the team. Yeah, the rotation is definitely the the big strength. So that's not uh, – it really is uh, – the, the thing is with both the bullpen and the lineup, there is – there's a lot of unknowns. Uh, with the bullpen, you've got um, – the, the, you got to uh, have Jose LeClerc, who was pretty much unhittable in 2018, and then he definitely regressed in 2019. And being such a younger uh, – you know, being a younger player, you, you do kind of wonder, okay, how – how is he going to do this year? Is he going to be closer to what he was in 2018 or is he going to be more erratic like he was in 2019? And if that's the case, he's definitely not your closer uh, or at least not a reliable closer. Um, So the bullpen has a lot of questions, even with some of the guys who might be some of the more key guys. I think Jesse Chavez will probably be the most reliable or consistent. Uh, They also have a couple of really intriguing uh, internal options now. Uh, they have a young pitcher named Demarcus Evans. We mentioned him on the podcast earlier today. Uh, Demarcus Evans is a, is a guy who's got all the stuff in the world, uh, and if he can get the control under underway, he could become a really good reliever. But the lineup, yeah, there's a lot of unknowns in the lineup, both with the external guys they've brought in, and also uh, you know the younger players and the veteran players internally already. You know, Elvis Andrews and Rugnet Odor. You know, both. You know, but Elvis hasn't quite been the same since he uh, he suffered that uh, that broken elbow in that game against the Angels on uh, in 2018. It still hasn't quite been the same player since then. Uh, he had a really great 2017. Just the last two years, hasn't been able to replicate that 2017 season. And Rudy Odor, ever since he got his contract extension, hasn't been anything close to the player that he was before he got the extension. So that's a, another big, and I think the leash, especially for, for Odor is going to be pretty short this year, especially with a guy like Nick Solak looking for at bats. And then um, you have a lot of, un, like I said, a lot of unknowns. Ronald Guzman's a very, very nice defensive first baseman, young defensive first baseman, but he has not been able to put it together at the plate so far. Uh, and then you have guys like Willie Calhoun, Danny Santana. They had really good 2019 seasons. Can they replicate it again? Uh, it's until you see repeated success, you can't tangibly put your finger on it and say, Oh, I can definitely, you know, put them down. I can definitely put Danny Santana down for batting 280 and hitting 28 home runs. Well, let's see him do it again. And then we can start penciling him in every year for that. So definitely a lot of unanswered questions. There's a lot of potential there. And if they are able to hit on all or even most of those things, then yes, the Rangers are going to be a very competitive team within the division. But if a lot of those questions, don't get answered the way that the Rangers want them to be answered, then it could be a season where you're just scrapping to try to get to 80 wins again. You know, one of the big trades, and going back a little bit, obviously one of the big trades this offseason in general, even no matter what team you root for, was the Corey Kluber trade. And, you know, obviously being an Angel fan and looking at their rotation, they really needed a big arm like that. But when you saw the trade go through and, and you realized it only cost – uh, a minor league pitcher and Delano DeShields. What was your reaction when when you saw that initial trade? Well, the, the, obviously, when you first see the the reports that Corey Kluber is being traded, of course, the first thing you're wondering is, okay, what's the return? And when I saw Delano DeShields and Emmanuel Classe, who, by the way, I don't want to just discard that name. Uh, I was really excited to see what he, he was electric in his short little uh, stint in 2019 with the Rangers. And I'm, I I think Cleveland might've gotten something there. Honestly, Uh, I think that's going to be the better part of the, of that trade more than Delano DeShields. 
uh, if he hits his potential. If he hits his potential, he could be become one of the better relievers in baseball because he has the stuff to do so. Um, but yeah, obviously seeing that, you know, you see Corey Kluber's on his way to Texas and knowing what he went through in 2019 with, you know, the freak accident of getting hit with a line drive and then uh, having the oblique, you know, and just not being able to put it together. But even then the seven starts before then, before he got hurt, I mean, he had a 580 ERA. You're kind of wondering, okay, what happened to this two time Cy Young winner? You know, is everything all right with him? And, you know, we got a chance to speak to him, uh, almost, you know, just about a little over a week ago. Uh, we had a media availability with him at, at the Rangers uh, fan fest uh, here, and uh, he, he even said that the time away has given him an opportunity to really look back and see what was going on and uh, got to address some of the wonky things that was going on, going on with his delivery and using kind of more his terms. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, obviously, there's question marks there because of the, of the health and everything that we've heard so far, and we heard it directly from him. He's in his normal offseason program right now. He's throwing off of a mound. He said he is where he, he usually is at this time of the offseason. So uh, in terms of that aspect, Corey Kluber is healthy. Obviously, if he can, like I mentioned earlier, if he can repeat what he was in 2018 and 2017, obviously 2017 being the last time he won a Cy Young Award, if he's closer to that pitcher, obviously he gives the Rangers one of the best pitchers in baseball to put ahead of Mike Miner and Lance Lynn, who are no slouches either, who both earned their own Cy Young votes this past year. So, uh, but yeah, it's definitely exciting whenever you see Corey Kluber coming is uh, coming this way. And even with the question marks, you know, knowing that you didn't have to give up the farm to get a guy like that and to know he's on a, on a pretty friendly deal for a, you know, <laughs> for a two time Cy Young winning pitcher, uh, only p- making I think seventeen and a half million this year, and he's only got a club option for I think eighteen million the next year. I don't know if those numbers are direct, but it's in that ballpark. But that's a really good deal for for a guy who, if he's healthy and back to form, he'll he'll end up being a really really great addition to the to the rotation. You know, another big change for the Texas Rangers this year is their brand new ballpark, Globe Life Field. Um, from the from everything you're seeing. I- are, do you know off the top of your head if it's going to be you know a hitter's ballpark, pitcher's ballpark, or is it um, kind of too soon to know? Uh, the, the, well, the dimensions aren't too different from uh, Globe Life Park, uh, the, the old ballpark, which I know it sounds confusing. Yeah. You have Globe, <laughs> Globe Life Park and Globe Life Field, and you're like, okay, which one's which? You know, um, but obviously, it's you know naming rights, and whoever buys naming rights is going to get it. But uh, um, yeah, the dimensions aren't terribly different. I really honestly like what they did with the dimensions of the new ballpark. Uh, all of the numbers are are somehow tied to a member of the Rangers' legacy. Uh, obviously, players like Adrian Beltre, Nolan Ryan, Pudge Rodriguez, Michael Young, Johnny Oates. Uh, you know, their late manager from from you know or, uh, you know a couple decades ago. But uh, uh, you know, it really really cool to see something like that. But uh, the dimensions, it, it, honestly, it looks like it, the Rangers could possibly lead the major leagues in triples with the way some of those gaps are going to look. Um, but at the same time, with it being a retractable roof stadium and the the question of how many games are going to be played with the roof closed, how many games are going to be played with the roof open, that will play a big factor because the dimensions of the old stadium didn't necessarily – I mean some of it, yes, was more hitter-friendly. 
But one of the biggest reasons why it was a hitter-friendly park for so long was because of a jet stream that went through the, through the ballpark. Uh, it wasn't uh, necessarily only because of the dimensions. So obviously you don't think anything like that's going to happen with a, a retractable roof stadium even when the roof is open. So I think right now it's going to look more like a hitter's park, but I think the Rangers are aiming for something a little more neutral. I do know with the dimensions, I mean, at center field at one point it's 407 and another point it's 410. So if you're going to hit it, if you're going to hit it to center field, you're going to have to put a jolt into it. And obviously a guy like Joey Gallo can do so. And uh, obviously the angels have plenty of hitters that can do so as well. Um, But uh, yeah, I I, I think that it could be, it could be a little bit of both. It, It could be a hitter's park. And I can see some situations where it ends up being a pitcher's park, but we won't we won't really know until games start being played there. Um, it's just unfortunate, but obviously looking at the dimensions, I, I would think if if you're a gap hitter, you're probably going to like the ballpark. So us down here in Southern California, I, I feel like a lot of the fans kind of are in that bubble and don't really know, not don't know, but don't go out and, and look at maybe other people's opinion of the Angels. So as someone that covers the Rangers and also sees the Angels, you know, a number of times throughout the year. I want to know what your uh, kind of scouting report of the Angels is going into the 2020 season. Um, concentrate solely on Mike Trout. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, it's, I mean, the Angels are, they have a really good lineup and adding Anthony, Anthony Rendon to it only makes it more dangerous. And Mike Trout's been hitting pretty much without protection or le- like legitimate protection for almost his entire career. And now he's going to have Anthony Rendon hitting behind him more than likely. And that scares me uh, as somebody who's covering the Rangers and who's watched the Rangers for, for years. Um, that That's a scary duo of uh, Trout and Rendon. Uh, they have a great. They have a really good lineup. They, they're going to be able to score a lot of runs in 2020 as long as everybody stays healthy. Um, when you're talking about Justin Upton being one of your not as talked about players, uh, you know, even earlier when we talked about uh, on on my podcast when we talked about the rest of the AL West, we mentioned three names before we even got to to a player like Justin Upton. So. Yeah, you're, you've got a pretty deep lineup. Uh, uh, if you're an Angels fan, definitely be happy about that. I am a little concerned. Uh, if I'm an Angels fan, I'm concerned about the pitching, both in the rotation and the bullpen. There's a lot of question marks in the bullpen and then in the rotation. The additions of Bundy and Tehran can be nice uh, if they uh, can pretty much be kind of what they were. But at the same time, it's – you know, if you compare that to Oakland's rotation or you compare that to potentially what Texas's rotation can be, it's not even going to be able to pale in comparison to those to those rotations. And then when you get out of the division and you're facing the Yankees there, uh, I don't even want to sneeze at Houston's uh, rotation either because they still have Verlander and Granke in their rotation. So um, there's I mean, obviously, we want to see what Shoei Otani does uh, once he's. Uh, fully back and able to p- uh, pitch 100% again. Uh, any pitcher that's had time, I mean, everybody knows that any pitcher who's had Tommy John surgery, it's it's a it's a big question mark. You know, some pitchers are able to come back and be just fine. Some pitchers are never the same again. Uh, and he's an even bigger wild card, being a two way player. So uh, <clears throat> I, I really, really, I really like the, the Angels lineup. Uh, the pitching concerns me a little bit. Uh, so. I, I still think they're going to be a competitive team, but do I think that they're like a division favorite? I don't think so. I think they're closer to – I think the Angels and the Rangers are going to be kind of fighting for that number three spot in the division. 
uh, not not trying to get beat out like predictions or anything like that, right, but right. I think that's kind of closer to where the Angels are. Uh, I think I could see a scenario where the Rangers finish ahead of the Angels, and I could see a scenario where the Angels finish ahead of the Rangers. The question is, how much is both what the Rangers and the Angels are relying on, which is a lot of unknowns, how much of how many of those unknowns are going to hit that can possibly elevate them to compete with Houston and Oakland? Yeah, that's definitely a big uh, question mark, even through the fans here, is, is the pitching staff and, and the bullpen as well. So, again, Chris, I want to thank you for taking some time out. So last question I'll ask is more of a finish the, finish the sentence, if you will. And kind of like you were saying, you know, predictions are so kind of up and down. There's so much that can happen between, you know, now that, you know, spring training games haven't even started in the end of the year, injuries and, and, and trades, stuff like that. But one of the things I do kind of want to get your feel on is, again, like finish, finish this sentence. The winner of the AL West will win how, blank games. Ooh, um, I'll say 96 games. And then kind of piggybacking off of that, the winner of the two wild card, uh, wild card teams will win blank and blank uh, games. Um, uh, I'll, oh, man, this is, really, this is putting me on the spot. Uh, I'll just say uh, 90 and 88. Awesome. All right. Um, let, let uh, you know, if my fans want to uh, get a little more into Texas Rangers baseball, especially being inner division rivals, where can they follow you and where can they listen to your podcast? Uh, so uh, the podcast is uh, called the North Texas Nine Podcast, and it is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, and Spreaker. And it will be coming soon also to Stitcher, and I'm also uh, looking into a couple of other platforms. So all you should have to do is search North Texas Nine Podcast. Um, we've had a couple of really good – obviously I had a, a, one of the Rangers uh, – uh, Rangers Radio Network uh, guys on earlier today, uh, and we – broke down a lot of different things there uh so and then we also i also had our uh the the cleveland insider for uh sports illustrated uh on whenever uh the rangers got Corey kluber so there's some really good information about Corey kluber if you want to go listen to that one uh you can follow me on twitter at chris halleck uh last name spelled h-a-l-i-c-k-e um it looks weird, but it sounds really simple. Uh, and then uh, our website is uh, pretty simple. It's right off of the si.com domain. So it's si.com slash MLB slash Rangers. Or you can just type inside the Rangers.com uh, and that, that should take you to it as well. And we, you know, that's where all of my coverage is of the Texas Rangers and um, – uh, and we've got everything on there. We we uh, cover the farm system. We just started that. We uh, like we have the podcast, and then obviously uh, I'm on the ground here in, in the area and uh, going to everything the media goes to to get uh, as much coverage as possible. So uh, it's exciting. Baseball time is almost here, and uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, definitely. Me too. It's always fun to have something to do every night, throw in a game, and, and relax and watch it. Um, thanks a lot, Chris, for your time. And maybe we'll run into each other down in Arizona for when spring training really kicks off. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. 
Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Again, I want to thank Chris Alicki from SI Texas Rangers, and uh, definitely check it out if you're looking for more Rangers information. Uh, either check out his personal Twitter, at Chris Helensky, or the at SI Texas Ranger Twitter feed. But either way, great information about Texas Rangers, who could be a very sneaky team this coming season. So again, um, that's our review of the Texas Rangers. Johnny and I will be back on Thursday to kind of uh, give our take on the Texas Rangers, all the moves they make, all the guys they brought in. And after that, obviously, um, we'll take some questions or anything like that. So if you have questions, comments, or anything to that nature, definitely don't be afraid to email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Or DM us at all our social media handles, and that is at Halo Haven. But again, spring training is right around the corner. We are trying to get this podcast up and going again, trying to grow year by year by year, and we need your help for that. So if you can just tell a buddy, uh, send a send a text, send an email, whatever, to a friend, and let them know that there's this podcast about Angels baseball that you know. Um, we do our best. We try to do what we can as far as getting guests on here and uh, give you really good information without being one of those people that are like are too hot takey and will make crazy statements that you're just kind of scratching your head like what? So um, definitely help us out. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, Apple users, please rate and review. Um, write some kind of review. Help us out. Spread the word that way also. But I want to thank the fans again. We are inching closer and closer to spring training again. That first weekend in March, I believe it was the March 5th through the 9th, we are in Tempe or wherever the Angels are playing that day. I know that Friday the Angels are at the Kansas City Spring Training Facility. So I'm not sure what city that is, but we will be there. But definitely, hopefully, to uh, see a bunch of fans out there. Hopefully, see a bunch of fans of the show out there. But um, definitely check us out. Uh, thanks again, and we will talk to you next time. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.